Welcome to the Way to Work podcast. This is the Meet the Teacher series where we take you, students, parents, and counselors, to the front of the class to meet the teacher on the Way to Work. Thanks for joining us on the Meet the Teacher series where you've joined the front of the class in the JTED at Flowing Wells graphic design program. We are here with instructor Mr. Mike Searson. Mr. Searson, welcome to the podcast. What's up, Greg? Great to be here, man. Thanks. So what do students learn in graphic design at JTED at Flowing Wells? So graphic design is really the way that you can kind of apply your artistic creative skills to make something that can become your career. And um, there's all kinds of different ways that you can apply those skills and their artistic skills that don't necessarily require you to be good at the traditional artistic things that come to a lot of people's minds. Like you don't have to be great at realistic rendering to be a really strong graphic designer, but there's still so many uh, directions that it can take you. So you're meaning that uh, maybe you're not as skilled at drawing or painting, but uh, you can still use skills to design things. That's exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of people show up in class and they're worried when they first get there, like, oh God, I, I'm not good at drawing. I, uh, you know, uh, what do I do? I'm not going to succeed in this class. And uh, a lot of time, those are the kids who still shine and, and, you know, they surprise themselves and, and then end up finding a uh, passion that they didn't even know that they would have and uh, end up graduating with some college credit, a really strong portfolio and uh, a direction in life that can really uh, be special. I, I, at least personally, feel really lucky that I get to have my whole adult life revolve around like creating and making stuff. It's uh, so much fun every day. Like I, I look forward to showing up to work and I think a lot of my students do too. They're often the ones they're uh, waiting for me at the door when I get to work, you know, it's great. And what you mentioned is technology has enabled us to become maybe artists even when we're not skilled with uh, drawing or or painting and so talk to us a little bit about the technology that students learn in your class yeah i mean we are really just in the greatest of times right now aren't we i mean everything's at our fingertips and whether you want to go into like a corporate route and get like a traditional paying job you can totally do that and you could be a designer at a agency or something that's or a school like district yeah big <laughs> big world I'm talking to a couple of people who do it right um, that's part of what you could do and then you can also be like an independent artist and your work can get out in so many ways you can um, sell things online like all those Etsy shops that a lot of us follow you know um, you can gain a following through stuff like Instagram and um, and not as many of the kids use Facebook these days, right. but there's so many ways you can apply your skills and then it can turn into something that's profitable for you. It's, it's really a lot of fun. You were talking about the technology um, in the classroom. The students are all going to learn how to work in, in Mac environments. So they all use Apple computers and within that Apple environment, they learn how to do like all kinds of cool stuff with just even basic like internet stuff. They learn the differences between file formats and which ones are the r right things to use for if it's going to get printed on paper. Is it black and white versus color? Is it going to be displayed on a screen? Will it move or not? You know, um, there's weird little suffixes at the end of computer files that a lot of the general public doesn't know what, why those things are there. What's JPG versus PDF versus TIF or you know, PNG and all of my kids, that's like the language we speak, you know? Um, 
We work using Adobe software, which is the same stuff that industry professionals use. And our kids get pretty expert level with things like Illustrator, which specialized in like vector graphics, doing things like lettering and typography, you know, the world of fonts and stuff, sure. logos. And then they also get some skills with Photoshop, manipulating regular imagery, you know, photos, pictures, etc., And some InDesign as well, which is what's used for like multi-page documents. If you were going to make something like a textbook or a magazine or brochures and things like that. So it's a really wide range of skills on the computer. And then once you get past that, we also have a great workshop that's just full of all this cool equipment and you can export and apply those computer graphic skills to all kinds of things. So we've got like a vinyl cutter, a large format printer, a heat press. We've got silk screening equipment so you can make like, like customized t-shirts and hoodies and backpacks and things. We've got a commercial, oh, actually two commercial embroidery machines and you can digitize your graphics and make them into something stitchable and wear your own custom baseball hat or put, put your logo on a polo shirt and look, a, look like a little professional, you know? Um, there really are lots of uh, great ways that you can make your artistic stuff come to life and uh, become something that can earn you some money. So in your class, it sounds like, you know, I'm going to be producing products and things. Are these just things for you to see or are, am I also going to be producing things that other people are going to actually purchase things that I can put in my portfolio? Well, you know, back when I was in school, what you first described was kind of my experience. We did just like make something for the teacher, turn it in, and get a grade. Cool. And I learned a lot when I did that myself. I'm not trying to talk crap about Mr. Slavin or any of my great <laughs> art teachers from the past, because they were awesome. But um, no, we don't just make things for the classroom. Um, and that that's one of the special aspects of our JTED at Flowing Wells program, is that like our graphic skills really get applied to things that are used by real customers. Some of our customers are on campus, so we might make things for like the sports teams or clubs on campus. Um, that might be, oh, that's a lot of t-shirts, sometimes it's posters, sometimes it's a logo for stuff. And, and occasionally we also get to work with some of our local like business partners and we make things for real businesses. Um, did things like a uh, logo for uh, a local barbecue place that opened, you know? And it was on their signage out front. It was on their menus. It was on, on the uniforms that the staff wore. It was pretty cool to see. So now who can take advantage of this program? Do you have to be a student at Flowing Wells? And how do I get involved in signing up for graphic design at JTED at Flowing Wells? Well, it's pretty simple. You just got to, you know, want to be creative. You do not have to be a student at uh, JTED at Flowing Wells. From what I understand, as long as you're a sophomore or above in high school, and you haven't graduated yet, you can even be over 18, it's totally fine. Um, just sign up for my class and you can start taking it. Um, it begins with an intro year and then there's a, a three year sequence that you could potentially take. Uh, the second and third year even come with like college credit. So you could graduate from high school with just my class alone. If you took all three years, you would have eight units of credit at Pima Community College by the time you graduate. Wow, and Mr. Searson, if I'm just an average student, uh, maybe I'm, you know, get a lot of C's or, you know, I'm not that great of a student. Can I be successful in your program? And how much support is there for students of, at different levels of academic success? So uh, here's, the, here's the cool thing. Like, I was not an all-A student in all of the areas when I was in high school either. Anybody really can succeed at this if 
you're willing to put in the time and the effort. Um, a, a lot of my strongest students in graphics, I wouldn't even be aware unless I found out like for eligibility things here and there that they might not be like killer students in other areas of their school day. Um, because being an artistic creative person is its own skill set in a lot of ways. And so this might be your niche. This might be the place that you thrive, even if chemistry is not your place or I don't know, accounting or something like that. I know those were not my favorite subjects, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't mean to talk crap about accounts. My dad and my brother both are those. So, cool. But if uh, my math skills aren't that great, um, can I get a little extra help uh, from you or from, you know, how, how do you help students uh, along if they're struggling in a particular area with a certain concept? So, yeah, you always have lots of support in the classroom. I mean, we're all only a couple of steps away from each other and we're developing ideas together. Um, I almost never uh, encounter students who are like, I, I can't handle this. It's, it's overwhelming to me. Um, between the peers you're surrounded by and the support of like, we've got a great counseling staff, we've got uh, great admins from multiple districts that, that are, you know, right there on hand. And then hopefully I'm a great support as your teacher right there in the room with you. Cool. And um, how much homework is there typically in this class? Well, um, to be honest, you can get by all three of my class years and do no homework. It's entirely possible. I don't really assign stuff that you have to do from home. Uh, that said, for the kids who really are taking it seriously, you can show up for hours beyond just your class meeting time. There's a bunch of hours where the lab's open, and because we run a student enterprise and a, a real business there in our lab, um, there's days that we have to be working on making t-shirts or posters or awards or all kinds of stuff for our customers, and so you can get that experience of being in a shop and working as part of a team, and both on the production side of the things and the quality control and checking things, delivering stuff to the customers, interacting with the clients. Um, all those aspects kind of feed into the experience that the students have, and they can get a sense of what it's like to work as an artist too. And what's a typical day like in your class? How much do you lecture? How much is hands-on? It sounds like there's a lot of hands-on activities with producing things, but uh, again, how much is lecture and how much is actually maybe working on the computer or on designs and in the shop? That's a good question. And I'd say like probably three quarters of the time that you're in class with me, you're making stuff. Um, you know, there's definitely times at the beginning of probably each day where we might have a little breakdown session. We might discuss, have a little reflection, talk about what's working or what's not, and maybe have a little demonstration for me on how to use the tools inside of the software, et cetera. And then most of the time is you creating, developing an idea, figuring out how to make it look great and how to export it and, uh, you know, get it out into the real world. And about how many students do spend that extra time in the, um, in the shop afterwards uh, with the, doing the embroidery or screen printing? What percentage would you say um, hang out after school? So on an average day, I'd say there's, you know, between like five and 15 kids that are just there at any given moment, you know, before school in the morning. I hope that, uh, you know, for a lot of the kids, like this is your home on campus. So you might come in and have your lunch and spend a little bit of time on a computer tinkering and checking your emails and, you know, refining one of your illustrator docs or a logo or 
you know, messing with the kerning or stuff on your fonts, you know, all sorts of little stuff like that. Um, you can have your lunch in the lab. We've got a refrigerator in there where you can leave your food after school. Um, you know, we might be firing up the little uh, conveyor oven and screen printing and some shirts and getting them all folded up. Uh, it just depends on what our requests are at that time. But uh, there's always lots of open lab time available for, for students to, to hang out and work on their skills. Cool. And uh, are there competitions available? And talk to us a little bit about those. Okay. So one of the cool things about the class is that it's not just teacher driven and all assignments from me. Uh, a lot of what we do in class and in our assignments is because of uh, connecting with things that are outside of the classroom. So we do some competitions through regional things like um, Skills USA is a big supporter of us, and uh, we have an advisory that's called the Arizona Design Education Network. And between the two of them, there's scattered like uh, competitions where you might design a logo or a T-shirt or something um, throughout the year. And then there's really formalized events that are at certain times of the year. So like during second semester, there's a regional competition for the Tucson area that's hosted at Pima Community College and a real college lab. Um, while you're there, you get to produce work for real local businesses. It's not just a scenario, but whoever wins, their design actually is going to get used by that business. And how do those things get chosen? Well, we actually get a room of people who are industry professionals who work in Tucson, and they come in and they are your judges, and, and they uh, see your presentation, they see your work, and they score and evaluate it, and, and then some of your work actually gets used. Um, you have a chance to go to other competitions at some regional levels, like at Eastern Arizona College here and there, uh, some things that are just online. And then we've got some bigger ones, like Skills USA as a state competition up in Phoenix in second semester. And if you do really well at that, you can even make it to a national one, which kind of goes to different cities depending on the year. But um, all kinds of opportunities to uh, have your design work used beyond the classroom, for sure. So, and it sounds like I'll get a lot of projects to put in my portfolio, but also what else do I earn in this class? How many credits do I earn? And is there dual credit available at Pima College? Okay. So th there's a few answers to that. There's three different classes you can take, intro, intermediate, and advanced. If you start as a sophomore, you can get all three of those. They typically count as both a fine arts credit because I'm certified as that toward your graduation requirements and also as a CTE credit, which is good because that can count for, uh, you know, getting you ready to graduate. Um, at Peeping Community College, our intermediate class counts as Digital Arts 102. That's a four credit class. It's a year long course and counts there. And then the, the third year advanced class is Digital Arts 120, also a four credit class. If you take all three years, you would have eight units of college credit by the time you graduate. Uh, in addition to that, you'll, you'll have an opportunity to take a Adobe certification test. And if you pass that, it's called Adobe Certified Associate. And you could get it for either Illustrator or InDesign. Um, basically, if you pass those, it's Adobe, the big authority for software, saying that your skill set is at the same level as somebody who has completed like an associate's level degree or a two-year college degree. And we do have students who gain that uh, each year. So it's a really cool thing to get when you're, you know, 17 or 18 years old and still in high school. And so uh, other than being a graphic designer at, say, an advertising agency, uh, what other types of careers or career paths are available? So 
the cool thing about this is, yeah, sure, you could go the college route. You can get a degree as a designer, and you might end up at a firm like you described. But there are so many places that your skills that you learn in this class could apply. And some of them are really specific to our industry. You might be at a uniform company embroidering and being an operator and running a machine and putting graphics onto shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff. You could go to a screen printer and operate one of those types of presses or a traditional paper printer. And there's all kinds of uh, d different positions in a place like that. There's press operators, there's bindery people, there's mailroom folks, there's office staff. And uh, there's signage shops that hire people. And even if you don't go straight into specifically graphic design, all of those computer skills that you learned while you're in my class can apply to so many aspects of like being a computer savvy adult where you can do stuff for a business. You might make brochures and flyers and stuff for a company that you work at. You might be front office staff at like a doctor's office or a dentist office or something like that, right? And you can still like know which format to use for your file and how to set it up and use hierarchy of text and type. And you'll probably be a pretty valuable employee to whoever hires you, you know, which is a, a cool advantage for a lot of the kids who come through our program. And Mr. Searson, if I'm interested in your program, but not quite sure, is it possible to come by and see the class? Yes, we're definitely good for, um, visits whenever you'd like to come in. Um, I'll just welcome you in and give you a little tour, you know. Uh, during the typical school day, we've got kids packing the classroom anytime between like 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. And certain nights of the week, I've got an evening class that goes till 6.30. It's on Mondays and Wednesdays, so you can come in any of those days. Just uh, give me a shout out. It's msurson at pimajted.org, and we can schedule a time for you to come in. You can bring your siblings. You can bring your parents and see what we're all about. You can see the computer lab with all our cool iMacs. You can see our workshop that's full of industry-level equipment like screen printing, embroidery, heat press, vinyl cutting, large format printing. It's a really cool place to get to work. And if I can't make it down to JTED at Flowing Wells, how can I see the work online? Another good question there. Uh, we've got a pretty solid social media presence for our program. You could follow our Facebook page, which is just JTED at Flowing Wells Graphic Design. And then we also have an Instagram page that's just JTED Next Design. Uh, the way you spell that is J-T-E-D-N-E-X-D-E-S-I-G-N. So it's not next like like what's up next it's <laughs> kind of an invented name but uh, it was uh it was actually invented by one of our students many years ago and we've been using it ever since great and for that email address uh if you could spell it out one more time because your last name's a little bit tricky to spell go I ahead and do spell have a strange slovenian last name yeah <laughs> all right so it's m for michael and then s like sam r like robert another s like sam e like edward and n like An nancy excuse me <laughs> <laughs> at pimajted.org uh, Mr. Searson, thank you very much for joining us today and teaching us about how your program is putting people to work. On behalf of everyone here at Pima JTED, I'm Greg Deanna, and with sound engineer and associate producer Michael Kanderis, we greatly appreciate you tuning in to the Way to Work podcast. If you have additional questions or comments regarding the Way to Work podcast, contact us anytime on our website at pimajted.org. Friend us and follow us, PimaJTED, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast site.